Dialectical Behavior Therapy was created in the 1980s by Marsha Linehan in Seattle, Washington. Today, DBT is taught all over the world. We're two therapists who believe everyone can benefit from DBT skills. I'm Kate. I'm Michelle. And And this this is is DBT and Me. Hey, everybody. This is our first bonus episode. Sort of. Questions episode? We don't have a name for this yet. Q&A. Okay. That works. There you go. Yeah. Because um, you know DBT loves acronyms anyway. DBT does love acronyms. Yeah, so is DBT and me Q&A. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, no, that's not too many letters. Q&A no. is not too bad. And everyone knows what that stands for, for the most part. So we are here today to do a shorter than usual episode where we're just going to be answering some questions that we got sent to us via email about the past few episodes that we've done. So we've done Wise Mind, and then we've talked about Half Smile and Willing Hands. So we're going to be be reading some emails, there we go, (laughs) (laughs) that we got and answering some people's questions. And we plan to record episodes like this about... I don't know, every three weeks or so we'll be posting, um, yeah, these Q&A episodes, just answering any questions that we've gotten from the past few weeks. And also, if you do send us an email, we want to make sure that when we're reading it, we're protecting your confidentiality and things like that. So if you send us something that's really detailed, there's a possibility we might edit it ever so slightly. We also may edit things for what's what's that called? Like length and brevity or something like uh, that. Like yeah. just to make sure it's not. If you send too us a lengthy. seven page email, we will condense. Yes, we will condense. <laughs> um, and we won't be saying your names either, just so. Yeah, no. everything's above board with confidentiality. But yeah, we're just gonna read through three different emails today and yeah Kate why don't you kick us off with the first one well I'm gonna kick us off with first of all asking what state is that on your sweatshirt I know nobody can oh. see but it thinks a small town girl and I happen to know she's from Oregon. Washington why is that that's not you it's, you're not from so, Oregon because I visited my friend Elise hi Elise if you're listening <laughs> and you've met Elise I have you met love Elise. Elise Elise is wonderful um she lives down in Southern Oregon okay. now, and so I went to visit her, and I saw this sweatshirt. Like false advertising. And they only had it in a really big size, and it was the only one. I was like, I'm getting it. And so, yeah, it's a small town girl, and it has the state of Oregon on it. That's very smart that you knew it, Lily. <laughs> I, well, I feel like I, I was on the other hand feeling a little silly because I'm like, I live right above Oregon. I ought to know what well, state that was. But Oregon's it's very square. square. So it looks it like a bunch a of the square. Midwestern Yes, states. it does. Okay, sorry. That is totally off topic, but I noticed Kate's, it right Kate's as she was Q&A talking. Kate's Q&A with me. Yeah, I know. Right? All right, Michelle. How does it feel? No. All right, so first email. Hi, Kate and Michelle. I really liked learning about this idea of wise mind, even though it can be tough to do sometimes. I find myself thinking about it more and doing my best to be less in my emotion mind, since that's where I tend to be. Awesome. The issue I'm running into is that most of the people I'm around don't tend to be in their wise mind much of the time. Word. Um, I get that I'm not perfect at this, but how can I stay in my wise mind when my boss is always way too in his reasonable mind and my parents, who I live with, are way too emotional all the time about everything? Um, I feel myself doing worse when I'm around them, and I don't know what to do. Ooh, that's so valid. Um. (laughs) Well, A, yeah, nobody's in their wise mind most of the time, so Mm -hmm. that's very real. 
Yeah. Yep. And it's also very real. I think that we can pick up on other people's emotions and where, um, you know, just their energy or how they are in the room. We're affected by the people we're around. So first we want to validate that. We're pulled into (laughs) stuff like that. I think um, when I was first reading this, the first psychology term that first came to mind was differentiation, right? Mm -hmm. And the fact that humans are bad at it. Mm -hmm. We suck at differentiation, which is basically just remembering that our feelings are ours mm-hmm. and other people's feelings are theirs. Yep. <laughs> and we don't have to feel what they're feeling in order to be compassionate or in order to be present or in order to be connected, right? A lot of people feel like if you stay in your own emotional space instead of joining the people around you that you're being cold or mm-hmm. that you're being uncaring or unkind. And so mm-hmm. I think that that is often like an internal pushback against differentiation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it is one of those things where it's hard for us to own our own emotions and still be there for the people in our lives that we care about without getting wrapped up in whatever their emotional state is. So I don't know, in terms of thinking about what you can do around this, one, you're aware of this, which is fantastic, that you've caught yourself in these situations with these specific people struggling a little bit more. Yeah, double thumbs up for awareness. Yeah, exactly. And then I feel like it's one of those things where beyond just awareness and validating yourself, you know, if there's maybe some kind of, I was going to say like a, like a mantra or just like exactly <laughs> the word I was thinking. Yes. Perfect. Or just like a quick phrase or something where you can just, I don't know, maybe when you're around somebody who's really far in one way or the other with emotion or reasonable mind to just be able to say, that's their reasonable mind or that's their emotion mind or just name it internally for yourself and then that can help you create some distance from it alone. Just I was naming it. even thinking specifically, I'm me and they're them. Like, yeah, as that's a good one. silly as that may sound because it's obvious, it's not obvious on that kind of core level all the time, mm-hmm. right? Like, this is my experience, that's their experience. Or some version of that mm-hmm. that reminds you that you're two separate beings. And I know we've been using the word emotion the whole time, but really it's just like, what is your current state of being? Yeah. Versus what is their current state of mm-hmm. being? And so, as you were pointing out, whoever the reader was with their boss, that person's in the emotion, or excuse me, reasonable mind all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be like, this is my state, that's their state. And I yeah. like Michelle's idea of... I'm in my wise mind, they're in their reasonable mind. Yeah, because you're in your wise mind by just being able to recognize, in yeah. a way, honestly, like just being able to... At least you're a lot nearer to it than most people are most of the Yeah, time. you're in your wise mind if you're able to do that differentiation that Kate was talking about of being able to say, that's them, this is me, that's a wise mind choice, yeah. and then it puts you in the position of what you can do, you know, because yeah, you can't always get away from these people. You mentioned living with your parents, you work probably pretty intensely with your boss I'm guessing yeah you're you see that person likely a lot so you can't always get physical space from them but you can try to get a little bit of emotional I was gonna like psychological space yeah Mm -hmm. to be yourself yep and you're probably doing a better job than you already think you are yeah definitely I was gonna say with that kind of awareness (laughs) that's awesome yeah You have another question, Michelle? I do. So this question says, hey, Michelle and Kate, after hearing your episode on Half Smile, I had a question. It feels to me like practicing Half Smile is just trying to get myself to feel good about a bad situation, which seems kind of invalidating. Can you explain a little more? Um, 
I don't know. My first thought when I read this question was, I think I had to a lot of the skills we're going to be getting to oh. <laughs> later on that we haven't gone to yet about that idea of, okay, I'm feeling a certain way and then I'm doing an action that's not in line with, with my, my feelings. feelings. Yeah. Um, and how to manage that. Because DBT does talk a lot about this in the emotion regulation module, which we're going to be getting into. Um, Soon? Yeah, we're going to do some mindfulness stuff first, and then we're going to be okay. getting into that. But few yeah, weeks. I mean, in a few weeks, we will Time be Time passes there. fast now that we're adults. Yes, A few does. weeks will seem like a blink of an eye. <laughs> yeah. It will happen so fast. I think, I, I, one of the, all right, English sentences, I can make them. The <laughs> yes, I can. No, but... There's a difference between I shouldn't be feeling this way mm-hmm. and I don't want to be feeling this way anymore. Yeah. Um, so right, so if you're if you're change if you're trying to use you know half smile or willing hands to to shame your way out of an emotional state that you don't think you're supposed to be in, mm-hmm. then absolutely, listener, that is invalidating. Stop it. Um, that's not the way that that skill is meant to be used. The idea mm-hmm. is to have had the emotional experience, sort of evaluated how well it was in line with what was actually happening, and then have made a conscious choice to shift the emotional space you're in, right? And all of mm-hmm. that includes awareness and validation of yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's not about shouldn't, it's about don't want to anymore. Yeah. Kind of ready to move on. Yep. <laughs> and I'm having a hard time doing it, so this is a tool to help myself move out of that emotional space. Yeah, and where I feel like using both half smile and willing hands is most effective is during those times where you are feeling an emotion really strongly, you maybe want to honor and give that emotion space, but you're just not in a position to necessarily do so. Like you're at work. Uh, Like time and space issues. Yeah, a little bit. Or appropriateness or whatever. Yeah, in a way. I mean, we can't necessarily be expressing all of our emotions all the time, everywhere with everyone, we have to, for better or for worse, pick and choose, okay, is this a safe space for me to, you know, express my emotion? Is this the right time to express my emotion? Can I really do it? And so I view it as you can use half smile and willing hands when it's a situation where it's not that you're telling yourself, like Kate was just saying, I shouldn't be feeling what I'm feeling, but just kind of like, Right now, I want to get through this in a way. Like, right now, I'm in this work meeting. (laughs) Something's really strongly coming up for me that's overwhelming. And rather than, you know, break down crying and running out of the room, like, can I use my hands to just kind of, like, help me get through this? And then later on, I can come back to and, like, still honor that emotion. But later on, maybe when I'm driving home, then I'm letting myself have a good cry. (laughs) Um, So it's not about making the emotion go away. It's not about that. Yes, yeah, so I think either yeah. I, I like the two ideas. Like one is sort of a pause, mm-hmm. um, and the other one is kind of a moving, moving out, moving through, mm-hmm. um, like ready to transition. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, we've done too much DBT together, Michelle, because <laughs> every you're talking about, I'm like, oh, that's the P from improve, right? I know, yeah. <laughs> that's why I say like we really do address this later on in a lot of the DBT skills that we get to um, pushing away. Right? Yeah, that's, yep, that's what you described. Yeah, it's all about... Hashtag preview. Yeah, there's a lot of previews that will be coming. Um, Yeah, and it, it really is. It's figuring out, okay, my feelings are valid. Yeah. And also is expressing them in the way that I want to, the best course of action that I want to choose right now. And if it's not, then how can I help myself still feel my yeah. emotion but not 
have it overwhelm me or take over when I really wish it wasn't doing that right now. <laughs> and half smile and willing hands can help with that, I would say. Yeah. So, so yeah, either delaying or, um, what's the word I just used again? Transitioning out of. Like, mm-hmm. I have given it that space. Yeah, I've given it space. Now I'm ready to get back to what I need to do. Okay. All right, cool. Oh, my turn again. Yep, your turn again. Final question. Final question. Final, final countdown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so let's see. This one says, um, like, hey, Kate Michelle, I was listening to your episode on Wise Mind, and I was wondering, what if I don't feel like I can trust myself? Um, I've made some decisions in the past that I thought were good, only to be proven horribly wrong. So, yeah. How do you get into or trust your wise mind when you don't feel like you can trust yourself? Ooh, yeah. And it is hard because I know I've been there oh, where yeah, I had times where I'm like, <laughs> I am making the best choice ever and then everything falls apart. And it does make it hard to trust yourself. Yeah. Um, the, the first thought that I had with that was something that I know we talk about in groups a lot is the idea of like a trusted other. Mm-hmm. Um, because sure, especially when you're figuring these skills out or you're figuring yourself out, you know, or if you're healing from, um, you know, past experiences or stuff like that, there might be times when you're unsure. Like, is this a wise mind or is this my being impulsive mm-hmm. or is this actually self harm? Like, and you're not sure about it. Um, so hopefully most people out there have someone in their life that they can turn to that they trust, that they mm-hmm. think has a, you know, better objective kind of perspective on what's going on um, or who really knows them and has a sense of, you know, what's what, what's good, what serves them and what doesn't in life and things like that. And so not permanently, but to start with, it's I don't think it's a bad idea to run some stuff past that person. Be like, this is what I think. Like, this is the decision I've come to. What do you think? Right? Mm-hmm. And not giving over control to that person, but to listen to input. Right? Mm-hmm. But again, be very sure to be picking someone that you really do trust and that yeah. is going to be looking out for your best interest. Yeah. So that's the first thought I have. What about you, Michelle? Yeah. Another thought that I have about it too is that, I mean, we make mistakes every single day, <laughs> big or small. We yep. just do. It's part of the human experience is that we screw up a lot. And so it may be something where prior to making a decision, it might be hard to trust yourself because of you know these past experiences that you were describing. And yet, whatever decision you make, you can always do, I would call it maybe a recap or an evaluation afterwards. Mm-hmm. Okay, I did that thing, it didn't go well, and then one of the ways to maybe get into your wise mind is to then go, so what did I learn from that? And what do I wanna do different next time? And even if the situation, yeah, didn't go very well, you can still use your wise mind yeah. in a sense, even if it's after the fact, and that when you can pause and take away lessons, you could call them, or just making a new decision next time, Learning. then yeah, then it's developing your wise mind. And wise mind is really something that takes practice and takes building up. And so, and as we already said earlier in this episode, and we said in the Wise Mind episode too, you know, you're not in your Wise Mind all the time. It's a very hard thing to get into. It's a very hard thing to stay in. And it's this continual process of just recognizing, oh, maybe I made an emotional mind choice or a reasonable mind choice. And then after the fact, what's a Wise Mind choice? And then you can take that with you moving forward. So I think of that too. My other thought that I was having while you were talking was that, well, yes, we all fuck up, right? Like that's yeah. that's part and parcel. But also, 
just because something went badly or turned out badly mm-hmm. doesn't mean it was a bad decision. Sure. Right? There could have been a lot like, of other things that yes, happened outside of your control. Exactly. Or that you yeah. didn't know about or that you couldn't right. predict, right? So a lot of people, like, go and, like, blame their past selves for, quote, unquote, bad decisions. Mm-hmm. But maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was legitimately the best possible decision that you could make with the information that they yeah. had in the moment. And it turns out there were things you didn't know or things you couldn't control or shit went sideways. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that doesn't mean it was a bad choice. That means it had a bad outcome. And it's really important to separate the decision yeah. from the outcome. <laughs> no, I like that a lot. Because <laughs> they're not necessarily as tied together as we'd like them to be. Yep. And <laughs> as you were kind of talking about that, this idea of sometimes you're really picking between the lesser of two evils. Oh, that too. Like all your options suck you're not in good circumstances <laughs> yep and yeah that you all you can do is make the best decision based off of the information that you have and if you even paused for a moment to think before you did something you were likely using your wise mind mm-hmm. so even if you were like i don't like either of these choices but this feels like the better one <laughs> great you paused you thought about it tried to make a balanced choice good on you even if as you were just talking about kate the outcome then you know went really downhill yeah Yeah, or even if it's all what seems like all good decisions and it turns out you know picking Mm -hmm. the best of awesome things some of them turn out shitty Mm -hmm. right like we are not mind readers we are not fortune tellers we are not able to predict the future so give past you a break man Mm -hmm. yep poor person was probably doing the best they could yeah i would say so (laughs) yeah and again like we um and i remind myself of this too sometimes when I'm getting really hard on myself is just like we can start over at any time at any moment we can just say all right like I'm gonna do something different different next time um or hey I've recognized that for the past you know I don't know a few few years in an extreme sense or a few days maybe I've been doing this I don't want to do that anymore I want to try something mm-hmm. different and th- whenever we try something new it may fail horribly the first mm-hmm. few times because it's new but that we always have a decision to do something start over different and yeah. start over yeah which isn't easy but it's a choice that we have at the same time even if it's a tough choice to make i think that's it though hilariously yeah. as you were talking i forgot that this wasn't a normal episode and i was like oh god i don't have a closing moment planned. you don't need a closing <sighs> moment today yeah <laughs> Wrapping up this, yeah, Q&A, we'll call them, um, we'll call them our Q&A episodes, is very simple because basically all I'm going to do is remind you guys to email us, yeah. podcast at gmail.com, whether you have questions about the skills or whether there is something that you're, yeah, just Life scenario, how can DBT help me? Yeah, totally. We'd love to get some of those of, hey, this is where I'm at currently and what ideas do you guys have for skills? And we can bring that up in a future episode, whether it's a real episode, I want to say. <laughs> a legit episode or whether it's a Q&A episode. Oh, These are legit, I suppose. Say, poor Q&A episode. Poor Q&A. Again, we're navigating <laughs> these Q&A things for the first time, but we were really excited to do this today and get some questions answered. So yeah. we will see you guys soon. Bye. Right, bye. To learn more about us and the DBT skills we're teaching each week, join our Facebook group. Simply log in to your Facebook profile and search for DBT and Me Podcast.